Well, I asked him this morning if he, if he hadn't told anybody that, what, that y'all were in for uh, no relief anymore, no, but rather have to put up with this every week instead of just every once in a while. So I do appreciate the opportunity to share with you and to walk with you in this time of ministry and the opportunities that will be ours together. I will just uh, tell you that if there's any, I know visitation is kind of out right now. We can't do the kind of things that we'd like to do that you'd like to do. But if there's anyone that you know of that, uh, that you think would be uh, benefit by receiving a card from me or from the church or uh, prayer letters, calls, anything like that, in the meantime, until we are able to do more personal type things, uh, if you'll either get John or Jim or somebody that name and address and so they can e- email it to me or if you write it down and give it to me, don't tell me because I won't remember and so that won't do us any good at all if you just tell me something because I... I, you know, I don't know, I might not remember it, and then you'd think I wasn't doing so, so either write it down and give it to me or send it to me. Uh, they have my email, my phone number. You're welcome to get it and use it any time that you need to uh, for whatever is going on. But again, thank you for the privilege to walk with you in ministry together during this time and the things. And so during the month of, the month of November, I'm going to be sharing just things about gratitude. Uh, one of the things I think we miss so much in our lives is, is the ability and the willingness to be thankful for the things that are around us. And so we're going to be spending these weeks talking about gratitude and looking at it. That's part of what the brochure in the back was about, was to help just day by day remind us the things that we need to be thankful for and offer gratitude for as we look at it. And one of the things I really enjoy doing is growing things. I love to watch things grow. It fascinates me. I love to put a seed in the ground and wait until it begins to burst through the sod and then to watch it grow and see what kind of plant it's going to be and to see it begin to bloom and become a part of things. I really enjoy doing that. It fascinates me. My wife gets on to me a lot of times because a lot of times something will come up and I'm pretty sure it's a weed, but it's one I've not seen before. And so I want to watch it grow. I want to see what it's going to look like, what kind of flower may be on the top of it, what it's going to do, how big is it going to get, all those kinds of things that we look at. I just like to watch things grow. In fact, if I could find somebody that would support me, I would probably do nothing but work in the yard and the garden all the time and just do that. But then again, I guess all you farmers feel the same way. If you had somebody to support you, you'd probably do the same thing, be able to grow more and do more as you look at it. But I like to watch things grow. But we all know that what we plant is what we get. I can't plant one seed and expect to get something else than what I planted. Whatever we plant, that's what we're going to get from it. We, have, we make a deliberate decision of what we're going to do. You mentioned wheat a moment ago. I know cotton farmers are a little concerned about the ice and the things that they had to deal with. But whatever they planted is what they got. We, we plant, we get what we plant. Well, it's the same thing with gratitude. We have to plant deliberately seeds of gratitude if we expect to develop an attitude and a heart gratitude before God. If you and I are going to be a grateful kind of people, if we're going to live the kind of life that expresses to God continual thanksgiving, it's going to be because we deliberately and purposely have planted in our hearts a seed, an attitude of gratitude before God that we determine, I want to be a thankful kind of person. I want to be a person who lives in gratitude. I want to be a person who lives in thanksgiving. And it's something that's biblical. I'm going to invite you to stand with me as I read a couple of verses this morning. One out of Psalm chapter 40 and verse 5 and one out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. And I just want to share with those. And I want you to hear carefully the words that are there. Whether you hear anything that I say, listen carefully to what the Bible says. The Bible says in Psalm 40, the psalmist is writing and in verse 5. He says, many, O Lord my God, are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts toward us. There is none to compare with you. If I were to declare and speak of them, they would be too numerous to count. 
says the same kind of thing in Psalm 139 if you wanted to look there in seven, verses 17 and 18. But then in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning as we gather together and as we have this privilege, this opportunity to worship you, I just want to say thank you that you have invited us into your house, that you have welcomed us into your presence and that you have chosen to just offer yourself to us that we might know you in a more personal and a very real way. Father, thank you for the gift of salvation found in the Lord Jesus Christ and all that has been offered to us because we are your children. And I pray that, Father, in my own life, that you would truly develop a sense of, of, of genuine thanksgiving, a sense in which I am able to be a kind of person that is grateful in the living of my life and not always finding things that are wrong and things that I can complain about, but rather seeking to find those things that I can count as praiseworthy. Even as the psalmist said, if I were to try to count all the things today that you have done in my life, I would never be able to do so because they're far too numerous than the things that I can count and name and all the things that are going on. I pray, Father, that you'd help us as a church develop such a sense of gratitude, such a sense of, of thanksgiving in our own lives for you, for one another, for our families, for our community, for the good news that we've heard today about COVID uh, slowing down right now and the things that are there. Father, there's so many things. Teach us how to be grateful. Give us a heart that's hungry for gratitude, that we want to be the kind of people that set the kind of example to the world around us of what it means to be thanksgiving kind of people, remembering that it is thanksgiving that we're talking about, not thanksgiving. So help us to be that kind of a people in Christ's name. Amen. You know, you may be seated. You know, if we think about what we're talking about this and everything, we have to remember and understand that if we're going to be what God wants us to be, as I mentioned, we have to plant the seeds of gratitude. It's how you start. You plant something. You've got to put it in the ground for it to grow. You've got to put it in your heart. You have to make a determination what you're going to do, what you're going to plant. We can plant any kind of seeds you want to. You can plant the seeds of bitterness, and some of us live our lives in bitterness. You can plant seeds of unforgiveness in your heart, and many of us go through our life unwilling to forgive people that have made some kind of impact on our life or against our family or something, and we're unwilling to be forgiving as we go along. We can, put, uh, we can be grumpy. We can be people who are not pleasant to be around. We can decide what we want to do by the seeds that we plant in our life, and we just decide, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous. I'm going to be stingy. I'm going to have a positive attitude. I'm going to have a negative attitude, and everything that we do is determined by what you and I decide to do. The Scripture says, to us that we are to plant, we are to be a people of thanksgiving, that if we are children of God, that if we genuinely have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that one of the very most natural things of our lives should be thanksgiving, should be a sense of gratitude before God for all that he is and all that he's done. We make that decision. It's a willful decision to plant seeds of gratitude. And so the first challenge that you and I have this morning is to determine what kind of seeds are we going to allow to be planted in our lives. And we have to do it deliberately. We have to plan it as we talk about it and as we look at it and as we see and going on. We have an ungrateful heart. That's sin before God if we're Christians. Say, I'm not all thought about being sinful if I'm not grateful. Well, the Scripture gives us a command as Christians to be thankful, to give thanks, to be offering thanksgiving regularly before God as we do that. It's a command. You know, and to me... It seems like such a shame that you and I, who have been blessed so greatly by God's love, that he would give his only begotten son, that you and I might have life and have it everlastingly, that we would have to be commanded to say thank you. 
that we'd have to have a command that dwells in our mind and reminds us over and over again to be grateful. No matter what goes on in our life, you and I have reasons to be thankful, to be grateful, and that's what he's trying to tell us here in these scriptures as we look at them and as we understand what's happening is that we need to be grateful. We make that conscious decision, I'm going to be a grateful kind of person. I'm going to be thankful. I read something the other day. Uh, it was uh, some family was uh, going through some issues, and the mother decided that she was going to challenge her family to not be grumpy. She didn't come to my house, but not to be grumpy as, as the chance would be. And she had 11 people living in her house, counting the children that had moved back in and and the things, her mother was sick, and she lived in the house, and all this going on, but she just determined, she was going to just say, let's not be grumpy people. Let's try to do the best that we can not to complain and be grumpy all the time. And so they began that process. Well, it wasn't long before the grandmother fell and broke her back and was in all kinds of pain and having all kinds of trouble, and they were having to deal with that and work with that, and one day they were at breakfast and all the kids were there and they heard another big noise and they said, oh no, now what has happened? You know, what, what's, has she hurt herself again? Is, what, what's this going to mean? What else are we going to have to do? And the mother said, wait, listen. And as they listened, she wasn't complaining. It wasn't going on. She was singing hymns and praises even though she was in pain, lying in bed with a broken back. She was just laying there and for the rest of the days. She just kept doing that, just singing praises and things that were going on. Instead of complaining about the pain, complaining about the circumstances and situation, she was doing it. I unfortunately happened to mention to my daughters and my wife that I thought maybe that'd be a good thing for the month of Thanksgiving. I wasn't willing to go as long as she did. She was saying, let's do it for a year. I, yeah, I couldn't go a year without complaining about something. I didn't even want to try that. You know, I was thinking a, a couple of hours would be a pretty good idea. But, you know, she, but, so I said, maybe through November I can go without complaining, uh, without com being grumpy all the time. My wife has every day reminded me since then. November's coming. You know, you better start. This morning, she did the same thing. Remind you, no complaining, no grumpiness today. You can't do that. And she asked me about something that she had for breakfast, asked me a question about it. I said, is this a trap? Because <laughs> the way I answered it might be determined. Something. But see, it's an attitude. It's easy for me to complain. It's easy for me to find fault. It's easy for me to see the things around me that are wrong. But I have to consciously determine in my mind and in my heart to develop an attitude, to develop a practice of being grateful for the things that are around me, of seeing that which is positive, of seeing those things which are, are joyful and being a part. That doesn't mean everything in life is going to be easy simply because I decide to be grateful. It's not going to change what happens in the world because I change my attitude about the way I perceive it and the things that I act toward it, but it will change my perspective. It will change my heart. It will change my life. It will make me a more pleasant person to be around and to be with other people because I have determined, rather than always complaining, rather than always being negative, rather than always pointing out that which is wrong, which comes natural for me, I'm going to make a decision to be right, to be positive, to be happy, to, to be see things from the life that God wants me to see. That's what the Bible is saying here, that we have to plan. See, I have to determine willfully 
to plant that seed in my heart. I am determined to be a thankful person. I want to be gracious before God. I want Him to know. That's what He's saying here, that we give thanks in all things that we look at, it, not for all things, but in all things, that we give God gratitude. That if you and I were to pause and to begin to really think about it and think about what you and I have to be grateful for, we couldn't even begin to list all the things that God has done in our lives that we should say thank you for. All the things that you've done in each other's lives, that you've prayed for each other and encouraged each other and helped each other. All the things that you've been ministering to during this time of illnesses in our society and the things that are going on. Those are things that we need to be willing to say, I'm going to determine that I want to be grateful for those things. I want to be grateful to the people who God has put in my life and touched my life and being a part of. That's the kind of people that we need to be in the things that are going on. So we have to plant that seed that's there in the things that are going on. That's why he says in Psalm that we are to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving because it takes effort. It takes work. If I'm going to be grateful, I have to bite my tongue sometimes because the first thing that might be coming wouldn't be that act of gratitude, but it'd be an act of complaining, of grumbling. So I have to plant that seed, deliberately pay the price of wanting to be a person of gratitude. But just like in, in planting a seed, once we plant that seed, you have to cultivate it. You have to work with it. You have to allow, give it the chance to be watered, to give it the chance to be fertilized, whatever it needs to be able to have the chance to grow the very best that it can. We have to cultivate that attitude. I put the seed in my heart. I make that determination. God, today, with your help, I want to become a more grateful person than I've ever been before. I want you to put your seed of gratitude in my heart. I want you to plant thanksgiving in my life. I want that to be the natural response in my heart rather than that which I have to work for. And so then I need to cultivate it. Well, how do I cultivate gratitude in my life? Well, I practice it. I begin to be grateful for the things that are around me. I talk about the opportunities there. I give, according to Scripture, I give thanks always. And I just continue to practice that. I say thank you. I make people know that I, I'm grateful for them. I let God know that I'm grateful. Most of us spend our time, maybe, uh, maybe we spend a day, we, or maybe we have a meal and we say our prayer over a meal. But if we're honest, for most of us, that's just a kind of a mechanical thing. We're Christians and we ought to pray for our food. And so we do. But does it come from a sincere heart? Does it come with a real sense of gratitude that God has made provision for us to have that food, for us to have it. See, most of us are, are of the attitude and the frame of mind that we think it's, we earned it. It belongs to us. We deserve it. That's why we have to work so hard teaching children, which never seems to end even into our adult life, to be grateful for things instead of just feeling like they have the privilege of it, that they deserve it, that it should be theirs just because they're there, they're them as they look at it. But see, we need to cultivate it. We need to practice it. Every chance we get, we need to be saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of that, cultivating that that's going on and looking at it. A couple of other little things that I read and uh, being a part of that and seeing. One of the other articles talked about a woman who decided to put, cut out a bunch of leaves uh, in different colors like fall leaves, changing colors, and she pressed them out and she told her family that every single day they were to write one thing they were thankful for on one of the leaves and put it on the table. And every day, a different thing, put it on the table. Throughout the month of November, they were going to do this as they did it, a leaf on the table for everything they were thankful. She said at first it was just things like, well, I'm thankful for my food, thankful for my family, I'm thankful. But as the days went by, it began to be more and more that as they thought about all the things that they were thankful for, how the things went on. And before long, the whole table was covered with leaves of gratitude. In a story called Anna's First Thanksgiving, it's the same kind of principle. She... A uh, little girl who was uh, visiting, uh, was adopting, 
came into a family that the mother had said before, the grandmother said before they could sit down at Thanksgiving table, everybody had to say something that they were thankful for. They couldn't eat, couldn't do anything until everybody expressed gratitude for something. See, it's cultivating. It's setting an atmosphere. It's setting a tone that I want to have such a frame of mind that I remember that it becomes a part of who I that I want to be thankful. And how do we do that? We practice. We practice. We practice. We practice. That's how we get good at anything is that we have to work at it. We can't just say, okay, I'm going to be a grateful person and then do nothing about it. We have to work at it. And so the challenge again for you and for me today and as we look toward being the kind of people that God wants us to be able to be the kind of people that can set the example in Kwana, that can say there are people there that are so full of gratitude and graciousness. When you encounter them, they just make you feel better because they see good and they speak gratitude and they speak graciousness into your life. What would it feel like if the people that you encounter came up to you and they continually told you how much they appreciated you, how much they prayed for you, how much they were that they wanted you to experience the grace of God in your life. It would encourage you, it would strengthen you. Well, that's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be cultivating grace. We're supposed to be cultivating thanksgiving in our lives as a people of God every single day in every way that we possibly can. We need to express gratitude to God. And in every way that we can, we need to be expressing gratitude to one another and for one another in our families. And what we need to be doing in our church family and what we need to be doing in our community is expressing an attitude that you matter, that you have value, that you're an individual that is worthy. And because of your worth and of your value and because of God's love for you, I just want you to know how grateful I am for the privilege of knowing you. Grateful that you've crossed my path. Grateful that I might have the chance to pray for you. Maybe there's something in your life that you need. We need to have that sense of attitude that, that comes apart. We have to practice it. We have to practice it. We have to practice it. If we're going to be a grateful people, we can't just take it for granted. We can't just say today, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to be grateful. Walk out the doors. And then next week when you come back and hear another sermon about gratitude, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I forgot. I was supposed to be grateful. And all I've done this week is complain and fuss and argue. Now, I'm not necessarily going to confess anything next Sunday about what happened as far as my grumbling is concerned, but we're going to, we need to be grateful as we do it. We cultivate We plant it. We cultivate it as we look at it and as we see and as we work toward those kinds of things. And once we do that, we begin to see the blooms come. I love it on the plants when the little buds begin to come up and I begin to anticipate what's it going to look like, you know, whether it's going to be a fruit of some kind, whether it's going to be a grain of some kind, a flower of some kind, whatever it may be, the anticipation of that bud being there and knowing it's about to open up and blossom and being a part of it. See, that's what needs to happen in our lives as we do. That, that bud needs to come up. That, it needs to get ready. It's going to blossom. If I've, been, if I've planted seeds of gratitude, if I'm cultivating those seeds, I'm practicing and, and I'm seeking to be grateful, not just by doing it by my actions. You see, I can say things about being grateful without being grateful. God is wanting a change of heart, a change of life. It's not enough that you and I be going around and say, okay, we got, we got to start saying thank you for everything. We got to start being grateful for everything. And so begrudgingly, we begin to say thank you to everybody that we meet about this and that. That doesn't bless God, and that doesn't change our hearts, and that doesn't accomplish what the Scripture says. The Scripture says that we are to be a people so full of gratitude to God for all that He's done for us, so much aware of everything around us that is His gifts for us, so, so much aware of the consciousness of God's people being given to us that we have a family of people who love us and care about us and pray for us and seek to minister us. Can you imagine what a great, great gift of God it is that you have a church family? How many, many times have I heard people 
who experienced, you've heard some of you talk or heard some of your announcements about some folks who have passed away and, and the funeral that's there. How many times, and Wayne has heard it as often and more than I have, that people have said, oh, how could they make through that what they're going through if they didn't have a church family? People who pray for them, people who are ministering to them, people being part of that. Do we think, are we grateful for that? Are we thankful that God has given us the honor and the privilege to first and foremost be his child and then to be a part of his family as he's brought us together? See, that's part of the blossoming. That's part of the blooming in our lives is that it's becoming aware of how much God has done, becoming aware of the gratitude for God in our lives that it begins to come outward so they can begin to bloom and show and be a part of all that's going on around us as we look and as we see. But it's got to be developed, and it's got to be real. It's got to be sincere. God changed my heart. Changed my heart. Not just my mouth and what comes out, but God changed my heart. The Bible says for what's in the heart is what's going to come out in the first place. And so if I have a heart that's been made over, if I have a heart that's been made new, if I have a heart that God has gotten hold of and taught me how to be thankful and grateful for who he is and for what he's done, if he's helped me to begin to look into your faces and into your lives and to see how you've blessed me and how you've blessed me and what you've done and what you've done, and it begins to be a part of what's going on, it changes my heart. So the most natural thing for me to say is thank you. The most natural thing for me to do is be grateful. Because of the blessings that God has come. And that's what he's wanting to see happen in our lives as we, as we look and as we understand that. And the gratitude that we need to realize is that it's more about being grateful, first of all, for God, certainly, but for people, not for things. We need to be grateful for one another. We're so materialistic. We're so into what I want and what I deserve and all those kind of things that we forget that the greatest gift God has given us is one another. And we need to be grateful for each other. We need to be grateful for the people in our community and our family. Now, I know not everybody is loving and not everybody is lovable. You know, you may know more people who aren't than are. But, you know, that, but that's not the matter. It's not your decision about whether or not you're grateful for them because they only do good to you. You're grateful to them, for them, toward them, because they are children of God, because God has created them, because God has a purpose and a plan for their life. And that plan and purpose may be a part of what he wants to do in your life as you work in them, as you offer gratitude to them, as you help them maybe change their mind and their attitude about the things that are going on and being a part of it. But once we do that, we can begin to see the fruit. Oh, that's amazing. The fruit of thanksgiving, the fruit of gratitude. See, we rob ourselves every day of that abundant life that God has for us because we're so ungrateful. Because we just take things for granted. Because we just feel like we deserve that. Or we think, you know, I said thank you for that 50 years ago. Why do I need to be thankful for it again? And it robs us of the richness of life. You and I know people that if we had the choice, we'd never be around them. I mean, their attitudes, their, the way they speak, the way they act, the way they treat people, the way they treat When we're around them, we just feel bad when we get away. We wish we would never had that encounter. And I pray you're not one of those and that I'm not one of those. But we know those kind of folks. 
But see, what the Scripture is saying is that you and I are to be the kind of people who are so full of the graciousness of God, so full of the gr- gratitude that God has given in our lives for who He is and what He is, that we become the kind of people that people rejoice to be around that people want to be around, that people look forward to being around because when we're around those kind of people, we feel better about ourselves. When we're around those kind of people, we find a better outlook on life. When we're around those kind of people, we sense God's working in our own lives and see the evidence of His work in other people's lives and our life becomes more full, more rich, more joyful. But the way that happens is that you and I make the decision that we're going to be that kind of a person that we're going to be the kind of people that are going to be grateful, that are going to be gracious. We're going to be the kind of people that people long to be around. They want to come see us. They want to be around us. They want to stop and talk to us at the store. Anytime they see us, they just want some of our time because they know if they spend some time with us, they're going to walk away feeling better no matter what they dealt with before. That's the kind of people we're supposed to be. A people so full of graciousness, so full of gratitude of God, as he works in our lives and so aware of the people around us and rather than seeing all the evil in one another and all the faults in one another and all the things that we can complain about in one another and saying, God, help me to look into their lives, into their hearts and to be able to see something for which I can be grateful for. Something for which I can extend graciousness to them. How can I, how can I minister to them? How can I be gracious to them in such a way that it can help them to develop that attitude of gratitude in their own lives as they look and understand that? That's what God is calling us to. That's what he's looking for. The psalmist said, if I were to begin to count, I couldn't even begin to look at all the things that I'm grateful for. Paul says in the book of Thessalonians, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit of the living God, this is God's will for you to give thanks. I hear people, and I've struggled with it myself. What is God's will? What does God want me to do? Well, here's one that God spells out specifically. You don't have to search for it. You don't have to question about it. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to decide, is this right or is this wrong? God says very clearly, very plainly, this is my will for you, that you be grateful in all things. Folks, that's God's command to us. That's his will for us. And if we want to do the things God wants us to do, if we want to be a church that can make a difference in a community, it'll start with having that kind of attitude of grace, that kind of attitude of gratitude, that we can really genuinely be grateful for the things of God and see that which is good, even in the midst of so many things that are bad. The Bible teaches us that it doesn't say all the things are going to be good. Remember how God works, Romans 8, 28, that you know so well and quote so often probably that God will take everything in your life and use it for good if you're a child of His, if you love Him. It doesn't say everything is good, that everything that happens will be a good thing that happens in your life. It just says that the God that we serve is such a mighty, mighty God that He can take the very worst of circumstances and bring something good out of them in our lives if we trust Him. But that um, that trust, that ability to believe that comes out of having a heart of gratitude, a heart of thanksgiving, a heart of belief that God is a good God and that he is able genuinely to use anything and everything in my life, to use good people, bad people. It doesn't matter. He's able to take everything and use it to help me be more like Jesus Christ because if we read on past verse 28, it tells us the good that he's working out is that we are being more and more conformed to the image of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't that what we all want? Is to be more like our Savior? To be more like our God as He's called us to be, to act and and have the kind of character that He wants us to have that we can point people to Him and that they can find life everlasting as you and I have found. That comes when we understand that we need to give God 
glory and grace and thanksgiving that we need to have hearts. And so I challenge you today. Pull out those weeds of bitterness, of unforgiveness, of greed, of grumbling, of fault-finding, of negativity. Pull those things out. Don't hold them up. That doesn't do any good. They just come back up because you didn't get the root. That's why the Bible talks about get rid of the root of bitterness. Because as long as the root's there, it'll keep coming back. Got to pull it up. Get rid of it. And then ask the Holy Spirit to help you plant those seeds of gratitude. Those seeds of forgiveness. Those seeds of love and kindness, of peace and joy. Plant those deep down in my heart. And then, Father, by the love of God in Christ Jesus, by the work of the Holy Spirit, help cultivate those seeds so they begin to grow. And they begin to develop in my life. And God, bring them to a fruition so that my life becomes a bloom, a flower, a fruit of the living spirit of the Holy God. That people might see and experience who he is through my life. Teach me gratitude, Father. Teach me how to do what you want me to do. That I might be a grateful person and that I might help extend your graciousness to other people that I encounter. Wouldn't you rather meet someone who was gracious and kind, who was grateful for their life and grateful for the things that were around them than someone who's going to take the next 40 minutes of your, of your life complaining about everything? that's wrong. Maybe you're one of those people to do the complaining. And today would be a day for you to just simply say, Father, forgive me. Take that away from me. Give me a heart of gratitude, a heart of thanksgiving. I don't know what your needs are, but I know that God wants to work in all of our lives to make us more gracious. I know he wants to teach us how to be more th filled with thanksgiving in our life. I know he wants to use us as living examples of gratitude. But it's always a choice that we have to make. We have to decide ourselves what we'll do. I planted the very first time I ever tried it a pumpkin a long time ago. Planted it out behind my fence, kind of in the alleyway where I lived at the time. I never had planted one, didn't know anything about it, just wanted to see what it would do. And I had the most amazing vine. It was luscious, it grew, it took up the whole, it just went up and down the alley, all directions. I mean, there was vine going every single place. But it didn't have one single pumpkin on it. We want the fruit. We want the evidence of God's work in our life to be seen. And the only way the fruit comes is to plant the right seed, to cultivate that seed correctly, that plant correctly, to do what's necessary to help it produce the fruit that it's supposed to produce. And then to have the results, the benefit of that fruit blooming in the eyes of the world.
as they see gratitude in our lives. I don't need people talking about the vines, what great vines you have. But I want them to know what great heart of gratitude. What a great fruit that you have. See, that's the fruit of the Spirit that God talks about in our lives. and We want that in our life as we think about it. Let me pray with you. Then we're going to have an invitation time. And I don't, as I say, I don't know all your needs right now, but I do know that each and every one of us need to ask God to help us be more grateful than what we probably are. We need to be thankful for Him. And I challenge you to take this month to find a reason every day to be grateful for something or someone or both. And to tell them. Doesn't do any good to feel in my heart, I'm really grateful for that person and never do anything about it. Give them a phone call. Send them, get them on a text. See them in person. Just say, yeah, I just wanted you to know. I'm thankful for you. You might say that word in a moment in their life that makes all the difference in the world because of something they're dealing with and they desperately needed to hear a good word from someone. Let's be a grateful kind of people. Pray with me. Father, we thank you today again for your love for us. And, and I know as well as these folks know that there's nothing we can do to ever begin to express enough gratitude to you for how great you are to us, how wonderful you are, how much you've demonstrated your love to us in Christ Jesus. Father, we could never find the right words. We could never find the amount of time that would be needed. We could never deal with all the things that we need to to somehow come up with a way to say thank you that would ever merit the great love that you've given to us. But we can, Father, we can surrender our heart to you and let you do a work in our lives that help us to change the attitude of our life, to change the mannerism of our life, to change the way we see life so that we might become known as a people of gratitude, so that we might be known as a people of grace. Father, help us to be that kind of people. Help us to develop that ability. Help us to have that seed planted in our heart of gratitude. And then by your work, Father, you're the one who cultivates it and works in our hearts. Help it to be developed and to grow. And then, Father, help it to blossom so that we become known as people of gratitude. So that when people see us, they just see the bloom of grace in our life. They just see the bloom of love and kindness and forgiveness. They just see the bloom of hope and all that's there. And it gives them a reason to look forward to, a reason to have hope in their own lives. God, let us be people so full of grace and gratitude that we bring a positive effect upon the people that we encounter in all that we do together. So, Father, in these moments of invitation, this is your time, and always you're the only one that can make those kind of differences in our lives. I don't have anything to offer. The church doesn't have anything to offer, but you do, and you offer it freely through Jesus Christ. So, Father, if there's anyone here that has something in their life that needs to be weeded out in order that they can be the child of God that you want them to be, if there's anyone here that has never understood the need and the necessity of being grateful, help them to grab a hold of that and to recognize it and to make a difference in their lives. Father, if there's anyone here that has some kind of decision that needs to be made in relationship to you, maybe they don't know you as Lord and Savior and they need to do that and make sure that's taken care of. Maybe they need a church home. I, I don't know the needs of everyone here, but you know everyone individually, personally, intimately. And your spirit has been working in their hearts and their minds, reminding them of things, pointing out things, even as we've sung songs together and we've prayed together and we've had communion together and we've listened to the word together. You've been at work in our lives. And right now, Father, help us to just release ourselves and surrender to whatever it is 
that you've been wanting us to do. Whatever you've been saying to us and seeking to get from us, let us surrender to that. Let us just be submissive to the work of the Holy Spirit. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.